The Chris Cast is recorded live in front of no audience. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Chris Cast. I'm your host, Chris. Joining me once again by Zoom Messenger is Paul. Say hello, Paul, as you're stuffing your mouth full of cookies as we start. Hello, I'm chopping on some cookies. <laughs> Well, right away, let's get to these horrible people today. I don't know if you've seen any of the tweets, but that wonderful Marjorie Taylor Greene is siding with Putin. She is flat out siding with Putin, a murderous dictator. I really hate her, and I hate a strong word. Well... I got somebody else who's got two stories this week about him. And that's the wonderful North Carolina representative, Madison Cawthorn. God, that man's human garbage. Charged for driving with a revoked license. The other story calls Ukrainian President Zelensky a thug. He was charged with a revoked license, or driving with a revoked license. This is from, it's on Yahoo, I'm trying to find where the, the week, the week on Yahoo News. Representative Madison Cawthorn was charged with a misdemeanor for driving with a revoked license last week after being pulled over by the North Carolina State Highway Patrol. Cawthorn was pulled over at 10.26 p.m. on March 3rd after Trooper Tyler Gant observed him crossing the center line in a 2019 Toyota, reports the Asheville Citizen Times. Gant said Cawthorn was, quote, polite and cooperative. According to the Times, Cawthorn, who could face up to 20 days in prison for driving with a revoked license, is also, quote, facing two pending citations for speeding in two different North Carolina counties. Cawthorn was previously charged with driving with a revoked license in 2017, but the case was dismissed. Now, here's the thing. He's a lawmaker. As a lawmaker, he should not be breaking the law. And I feel this for anybody who is a lawmaker. If He's, a gar- he's garbage. If you are charged with breaking the law as a lawmaker, you should immediately be suspended of your duties as a lawmaker. If you are convicted, you should immediately be removed from office. And I'm not talking about speeding. I'm not talking about speeding, but revoked license. That's petty compared to, you know, that's petty. But it's a revoked license. There is absolutely no reason for him to get behind the wheel of a car and drive when he's got her license revoked, and he is a lawmaker. Why did he get his driver's license revoked? Because uh, he's speeding? I'm trying to find it in this article. I don't know if it's listed. Uh, it says, The controversial 26-year-old first-term congressman has also attracted the attention of law enforcement for attempting to bring a 9mm handgun on a flight last February and for bringing a large knife to a school board meeting in September. He was not charged with crime in either case. But we would have been. Hmm. It's interesting. I'm, we're looking on Twitter, you know, for bitch Taylor Green. Um, listen to listen to what's trending on Twitter. Ivanka, Don Jr., Audrey Taylor Green, 
Kevin McCarthy, all of these are assholes so far. Um, Breitbart News, Jim Jordan, and Leslie Stahl. Leslie Stahl's like um, one of those News you know, interviewers. So yeah, all the all the assholes are trending on Twitter. So. Well, Leslie Stahl doesn't fit in that category because she was actually on 60 Minutes, and I don't think she's... No, 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 I know, no I'm not calling her an asshole. I'm just saying the rest of them are. But part of it is because people are retweeting what they're saying and calling them out on their nonsense. And well, apparently I'm reading this by Don Jr. He actually said... Um, John Jr. mocked for suggesting that Trump-led peace talks. God almighty. It's like, what's right is wrong, and what's wrong is right. I just, I don't get it. John Jr. is so coked out in his mind to realize what cringeworthy fuckwad he is. (laughs) Yeah, but I I didn't see why Cawthorn had his license revoked. I'm going to see I'm if I re- can... I'm going, to re- quite, I'm going to retweet that. Tweet! <laughs> you know how long it's been so hard to burn Buckwild? <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm back. I'm, I'm just trying to look up why Boss Cawthorn had his license revoked. It may be for the two charges of speeding... Nobody's actually putting it in the article. But that's my point is speeding is one thing. Like anybody can get behind the car and lose themselves while they're driving and and go beyond the speed limit. So no, I would not say speeding is something to get you suspended from office. But when you know your license is revoked... And wait, wait, wait. But you know your license is revoked. You know getting behind the wheel of the car with a revoked license is a, an illegal act. And you are a lawmaker. You have chosen to commit a crime and willingly known that you did it. So, therefore, if you're charged, suspended from lawmaking activities, if you are convicted, completely removed from office. And if he faces 20 days in jail, shouldn't he be taken out of office regardless? Okay, this has been reported by CNN and NBC. It is unclear why Cawthorn's license was revoked. Hmm. Our office expects the traffic matters to be resolved quickly and remain focused on serving the constituents of North Carolina 11. That was from uh, a rep- that was from a statement that his office released. Well, the NBC News article that I found on it says the GOP congressman was also stopped last October in a white 2009 Dodge vehicle for driving 89 miles per hour in a 65 mile per hour zone in Buncombe County and his court date is set for May 3rd. That's 24 miles over the speed limit, which is enough to get your license revoked. He was stopped again... He was stopped again on the evening of January 8th in Polk County for driving 87 miles per hour in a 70 mile per hour zone. 
He was given a court date of April 18th. So, I would say that's why. He is such an asshole. Yep. But... And he gets no pity from me because he's in a wheelchair, the asshole. No, and he's just, he is a horrible human being. He is. And, let's see, who does he align himself with? Oh, Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert. Mm, what wonderful company he's keeping there. And, speaking of that, have you seen the advertisements for Ted Budd running for office in North Carolina? No. The no, whole ad is Trump says vote for me. Oh, um, is it the one with Trump's voice in the background going, yeah, blah, blah, and it's Trump's voice in the ad? Yeah. Is it that one? Yep. Well, then I have seen it. It makes me vomit in the back of my mouth. And I'm like, what, what are your policies? What do you care about? What are you pushing as an elector, elected official? He You're not telling us anything. You're say saying any that Trump that. said to vote for you. That's it. He, he doesn't say any of that. He just like, Trump this, Trump that. Oh, God. I mean, granted, it's All better is, than mudslinging campaigns like we've seen so many times. But what happened to telling people what you are all about in your ad campaigns instead of just having, oh, Trump said to vote for me, so vote for me. Have you seen the other video that's been going around on TikTok? Um, it's, uh, oh, what's the name of that guy who's running for office? He's a Republican. And he's totally against Trump. He's against um, Tucker Carlson. He's against Fox News. Tucker How's Carlson he a Republican? Having money showed, huh? How's he a Republican then? Yeah, He's actually Carlson, got sense about uh, him, and they don't have any sense anymore. Tucker Carlson wanted to have him on his show, and he refused to go on the show. And he said, I'm not going to validate Tucker Carlson by going on that show. Well, you saw the reports oh. that Russia is apparently using Tucker Carlson reports in oh, Russia. Oh, Using him in ads. And did you see the report, uh, since we were talking about Trump, that now they're saying he is illegally... Getting campaign donations? Well, the man ain't stopped getting donations. He's a creator. No, but He's what it is, is by law, at this point, to collect money for his campaign, he has to actively admit and state that he is going to run for president in 2024. That deadline for that has come and gone, and he has not actively stated he's going to run. So, collecting campaign funds makes it illegal since he has not announced it. And I don't care what they get him on as long as he can't run again because he is damaged waiting to happen. And Biden okay, is found, losing favor by the moment. I found the video of the guy who's running for that refused to go on. I want to get his name right quick. It's going to play just a snippet of the video on TikTok right quick. I just want to get his name. Um... Uh, Adam Kissinger. Oh, he, no, he's, no. He voted against the impeachment and now says he regretted it. But he has voted against so much 
that should have been passed. No, there's there's nothing special about him. I just wonder if he's trying to save his soul at this point. Well, maybe, but too late for that. You went down the rabbit hole, Alice. But but there's a whole video of him on TikTok just spewing hatred towards Tucker Carlson. But since we're talking about the craziness of the Republicans, you know, I had a friend one time tell me that he was for the Republicans because they believe in states' rights and not federal rights. Well, Republicans are now pushing to make it illegal to go out of state to get the same procedure done that's illegal in the state. Like, Missouri considers law to make illegal to aid or abet out-of-state abortion. We all know that Missouri is ran by the devil. And I've got another one. That the one that I just read the headline from was from PBS.org, but on the same topic. This is from WBIR.com. I just pulled it up real quick. Bill could allow families of rapists to sue providers if victims get an abortion in Tennessee. So, oh wait, commercial started playing out of nowhere. The hell is that? There was a commercial on the ad or on the article there. I hit the mute on my computer, but what they are saying is. If the woman who gets raped has an abortion, the family of the person who raped her and got her pregnant can sue the abortion or the clinic that provides the abortion. Please explain that to me. Why are Republicans so horrible, so uncaring, so inconsiderate? It's like the one, I don't remember his name, but it was all over the place not too long ago that said, if you get raped, I just tell my daughters to lie back and enjoy it while it happens. No! What I want is somebody to rape him and tell him to lie back and enjoy it. And then let me see how he feels about it. Do you still think that's a good idea? And no matter what they is, do, they continue to have support. This is what I don't understand. These are horrible bills and laws that they are trying to pass to prevent abortions from ever happening. But there are reasons people need abortions. And I have said it many times. I am anti-abortion, but I will always be pro-choice for the simple fact I don't know what the situation is. Therefore, I don't have a right to tell them no. That's like you get a cold... And I say, oh, you can't get any health care because it's against my religion for you to get treated for your cold. It's the same principle. Exact same principle. It's like, I'm going to see Taco Bell because i got the shits for me and they're tacos. Well, no, let's, yeah. let's, let's put it into real world situation here. You've talked about it. You had cancer. You have defeated yeah. cancer. But... What if somebody said, oh, it's against my religion for you to get treated for your cancer, so therefore, I'm going to pass a law that says you can't get treated for cancer. Does this make any sense at all? 
Well, I can actually sue them for any damn thing I want to. At that point, I just sue the shit out of them. But if it's a law, by law, a healthcare provider could not treat you. By law, I could sue anybody for anything I want to as well. But, in the meantime, the treatment you need, you're not getting because it's illegal. Because it's against someone's religion. Well, you see where I'm going with that? It's should be separation of church and state, baby. Separation of church and state. But these people are imposing their beliefs on somebody else's health care. And I've said it many yeah. times. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. A woman gets an abortion because if she brings the baby to term, the baby's not going to survive and it's going to kill her. So she has the abortion and at least saves one life. I don't get why people can't understand there is a need, even though we're against it. And I don't think anybody really is for abortion. People are for choice because of the need for the abortion. Extenuating, yeah, extenuating circumstances, yeah. So... And I know people are like, oh, it shouldn't be used for birth control. Well, I agree. Wholeheartedly agree. But how many cases is it actually used for birth control as opposed to a legitimate need? Uh, you know how many girls I know from high school that's had abortions? That had abortions while they were in high school because they were kids and they got pregnant. Do you know how many I know that? I'm not calling any names. But... Well, no. I would shut you off at that point if you did. I'm not. But anyway, I do know a lot of girls who got abortions when they were in high school because they were too young to have kids but they accidentally got pregnant and say that's again are you going to ruin everybody's that life was back, that was back in the 80s so you know and and there again you run into the obstacle well could they have given it up for adoption we don't know. We don't know what their situation yeah. was. Was there something that if their parents would have found out, they'd have been kicked out of the house? Because let's face it, that happens too. There was a couple. There was a couple cases like that. At least three that I know of. They kept it hidden from their parents. And see, that's an issue. Yes, people make mistakes. Yes, people get caught up in the moment. And no, they should not make those mistakes. They should be well-educated. But I think we've all been there. And yeah, we've all made some stupid decisions. So, but again, if she's thrown out of the house, has no health care at that point because she has no money to get health care, where's the baby going to be born? Will the baby live if it's born on the street? You know, there's a lot of what there's ifs there that people don't look at. A lot of questions. Yep. <clears throat> but we're going to move on from that. One more tragic story before we get into some happier stuff. I don't know if you saw this. This is from TheGuardian.com. Camel kills two men after escaping Tennessee Petting Zoo. No. It says a camel killed two men after escaping a petting zoo in Tennessee, a county sheriff said. 
Officials from the Obion County Sheriff's Office said the fatal incident unfolded around 5.44 p.m. on Thursday, and this article was published Saturday, March 12th. When they received a, a call of a loose camel near Shirley Farms on South Bluff Road in Obion attacking people. When deputies arrived at the farm, approximately 100 miles from Memphis, they, they found two unconscious victims on the ground and a camel still on the loose. The Sheriff's Department and other public safety agencies, including the Tennessee Highway Patrol, Lake County Sheriff's Office, Lake County Rescue Squad, and Ridgely Police tried to aid the victims and bring them to a safe location. The animal remained aggressive. Obion authorities said the camel attacked an Obion County Sheriff's Office vehicle, then moved towards deputies who were attempting to move a victim to emergency medical services. It was at this time the officers had to put the camel down for the safety of everyone on the scene. The two victims were identified as Bobby Matheny and Tommy Gunn, but it does not list their ages. That's just a That's tragic terrible. story all around. You know how, you, you've seen how uh, camels attack people, don't you? I have not. They trample them to death. Well, I was figuring front legs come up and kick really hard. And... The legs knock them down and then they, they stand there and stomp on them. Yeah, that's what they do. Uh, but, that's but, terrible to be stomped death by a camel. But just to... I never would have dreamed that I'd be, you know, here you go, oh, there's a camel, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 and you're stomped there. What the fuck? Uh, it's, it's tragic. I mean, me being the animal lover, yes, it's sad the people died, but it's also sad the animal had to be put down. Which I understand the animal having to be put down. I'm not advocating against it. I understand the reason. Yeah. But it's still... It's a, No matter how you turn that story, it is sad all the way around. It is. There's no winning for anything, so... But you ready to move on to some happy stuff now? Yes, please. Let's get some happy stuff going then. Just for Paul, because Paul asked for it. This is okay, from. Let's see what we're talking about. This is from TastingTable.com. Oh shit! Puma's new sneakers are inspired by this fast food burger. From Supreme Mac and Cheese to Fruity Pebbles Nikes, collaborations between fashion designer and food brands are becoming more popular than ever. The most recent one involves yet another unlikely duo, Puma and White Castle. According to a press release, the two companies have teamed up to release the Puma X White Castle RSX, a pair of sneakers featuring a White Castle-themed design. And they are quite ugly, I've got to say. Okay, talk about this up. They look like splatters of ketchup and mustard on them. I mean, Puma's not been the most wonderful shoe for many years, but this one... Oh, I've never owned a pair. Oh, God, they're hideous. Well, you know, Puma's in the 80s were pretty big. They were they were a good shoe. And Puma's made a comeback in the last few years. Oh, they've made a huge comeback. But I don't, I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying I've never owned a pair, so I wouldn't This one, I won't be owning Walking around with That's mustard just, and ketchup on my feet. That's just 
just as hideous. There is nothing good looking about that at all. So. But from that, we'll move on to other food items. How much are they, I wonder? Uh, While you look that up, I'm going to get this one. It's bakemag.com. Nestle $120. Huh? How much? $120. Well, that's not too bad, considering everything else, but I wouldn't pay $20 for them, honestly. Uh, no. But from bakemag.com, Nestle Toll House to release chocolate lava cake and caramel dolce de leche flavored truffles. Nestle Toll House has announced that it is bringing back its line of baking truffles with new varieties and packaging. This June, the brand is releasing bite-sized filled baking truffles in two flavors, chocolate lava cake and caramel dolce de leche. Filled with rich, decadent flavors, these new truffles help to elevate everyday baked goods like cookies, brownies, or pancakes. They can also simply be enjoyed right out of an all-new, resealable stand-up bag. The 8-ounce bags suggested retail at $3.99. Not too bad. I'd try it. Well, the, the Dolce de Leche sounds really good. I don't know if the chocolate lava cake would be too rich or not. But the Dolce de Leche... You ever had like a chocolate lava cake like at a restaurant or something served to you? It's been a long time since I've had one. I had one from Ruby Tuesdays back in February. Uh, Me and my friend Anne finally got together for Christmas and um, we exchanged Christmas presents in February. So in honor of us celebrating Christmas, the, the... our wait, our wait, our girl was taking care of us. Actually, had a free lava cake rock out brought out to us for a Christmas present to us. And he thought that was really neat. with celebrating Christmas because we, we literally had Christmas presents in our booth unwrapping them. So, um, it was actually really good. And it served with vanilla ice cream, you know, and the, the chocolate. You know, you cut into the, like the little bunk cake. The chocolate just poured out of the center of it. And then it had uh, the vanilla ice cream and whipped cream and caramel drizzle over it. It was actually delicious. Yeah. What I remember from Ruby Tuesdays was back when I was younger and could eat a lot, the chocolate tall cake. Ooh, ooh, the strawberry tall cakes. Dude, I would actually just go there after work and just get a strawberry tall cake and eat it. Okay, when, when I'm talking about going there and I could eat, I didn't gain any weight because I was that young, but... I would go, I would usually get the fried cheese and the salad bar and make a trip or two to the salad bar, and then I would get the chocolate tall cake, and I would eat all of that in that one sitting. Oh, it was a huge glass. Yeah, I remember that. I'm talking about a full meal and the chocolate tall cake. I can't even barely eat a full meal anymore. Do you remember us working at Hardee's? No, I forgot all about that. I'm what I'm talking about how young we were. I remember I used to get eat like two quarter pound cheeseburgers, a large fry, a suck down, a Coca Cola, then turn around and eat an apple pie and a big cookie without gaining a pound. I did I would do like every day. I would eat like these huge meals every day and I would not gain an ounce. Now I look at these 
not yeah, a body does. at But we it's all got to do it. Do what? We all got to do it. Uh, it's terrible. But another food-inspired is... This one's from People.com. Oreo has a new limited edition mocha caramel latte flavor hitting shelves this April. Two rich cream layers of mocha latte and caramel can be found inside every mocha caramel latte Oreo, and they are the traditional chocolate cookies. I was getting ready to look at that, so anyway, go ahead. So, that's pretty much all it is. It doesn't give an actual date, it just says April 2022, and I'm not seeing a suggested retail, but like all the others, it'll be the same price. And I gotta say, the birthday cake or Oreos... The 100th birthday celebration ones, I liked them, but they're too rich, and after you get too many packages, you're done. That reminds me, I was in, what was I at? Oh, I actually went inside Walmart um, this week, um, and I walked by the cookie aisle. You know how they have, like, the end caps of the cookie aisles and stuff? And they were featuring Oreos on one of the end caps. And I swear to you, there was a bag of Oreos. Honestly, it was gigantic. You're not looking at me. It was, I know no one can see me on the air, but anyways, it was gigantic. It looked like it was a foot and a half by a foot tall of lemon Oreos, of the lemon Oreos. And it was called Mega Bag. Family bag, mega family bag, or something like that. And I just remembered going by and looking at that, going in the back of my head. I just went, "Sweet Jesus!" Inside of that bag of Oreo cookies. Damn! I mean, wow! I mean, that's the biggest bag of Oreo cookies I've ever seen. See, now you're just making me think of the song by Weird Al Yankovic, "The Biggest Bottle of Twine in Minnesota." Oh, uh, anyways. But for real, I, I looked at that and I'm going, should I get those for work? And I thought, no, we'll be eating on those for a month. But they're so big. That bag was so big. It was huge. Hey, it, it only takes me a couple of days to get through a bag of Oreos. There's not that many in them, uh, actually. Do you do the thin ones? Or do no, you do I the do the regular ones. And I, I usually try, when I, when I buy a package of Oreos, I try to limit myself to four at a time. Usually doesn't happen, but I try. And okay, and that doesn't morning, take long. Four in the afternoon, four in the evening, and four before you go to bed. There you go. Yeah, that that's not how it works out either. But but no, it's they they don't last but a few days because there's like thirty or so in a in a package. See, I was reading. One of my coworkers was telling about um, Doritos. I get, don't Blaze on Doritos? Frito Bay, yeah. I'm guessing because okay. they always go on sale at the they same are time. Putting, okay, in the back of Doritos, they're putting, I believe it was 17 chips less in a bag of a Dorito now. And they said that's going to save them millions of dollars a year. And in the bag of Fritos, they're putting 12 less chips in a bag of Fritos and that's going to save them 
millions of dollars a year. Yeah, before or after they're broken. Yeah, they're actually making this portion smaller. And, uh, but chains are charging you the same price. But, um, uh, what was I going to say? Damn it. Uh... I mean, that's that's not really anything new, because back in the day when I worked at the theater, Reese's Cups, price of chocolate went up. And instead of pricing out to where the theater wouldn't be able to have them, they reduced it from four Reese's Cups to three Reese's Cups in the king size. Oh, really? Yep. Huh. But the... That reminds me, I bought a really giant king-size uh, Reese's peanut butter cup, and I don't know what I've done with it. Um, it had five peanut butter cups in it, and I do not know what I've done with that pack of peanut butter cups. It's somewhere. I need to find them. That is my downfall, is Reese's peanut butter cups. God almighty, that is God's perfect food. Oh, it's so good. But the, the reason I wasn't looking at you earlier is because... My article had an advertisement at the top of it for action figures. It had the Princess Bride, which I already knew about, but it also had ALF. There is a 7-inch scale ALF action figure, and I'm looking at it, and it's got a can of Pepsi, sunglasses, a picture of ALF in a frame, a Hawaiian t-shirt, interchangeable hands, a bowl of popcorn, a bag of something that I'm not sure what it is, a radio and microphone, but the best feature it comes with, besides Alf himself, is Lucky Between Two Slices of Bread. The cat? Yep. Who's putting that out? Well, the, the, the advertisement came from Entertainment Earth. My experience has not been good with them. So I don't know who's actually putting it out, but... I just wonder if that's going to be like a Mattel thing or something. No, it's... It looks like NECA, NECA or however you say it. They do a lot of action figures for stuff. Like, I don't know if you saw the Golden Girls ones, but... They do that, and they also do Freddy Krueger claws. They do all that. They do a lot of, like, Hollywood-themed stuff. You can get a Freddy Krueger mask through them, a Freddy Krueger, real Freddy Krueger glove through them. So, yeah, I'm very familiar with the company. They make high-quality stuff. Yeah, and that's that's what it looks like it is. It says new pre-orders February 24. I don't know if that means that it's two years away, but this February might be an action figure I have to get. Yep. You know what would be some shit if, you know, let's just pretend that someone orders that and then they die, then it comes shipped to their home like a year later. Well, the, and I'm not trying to slander anybody here, but my experience with Entertainment Earth was everything that I've ordered, it would tell me a date when it's coming, and then they would say, coming in such and so month, and then that month would get here, and it would still say coming in that month, and that month would pass, then it would change to a new month. And then it would change to a new month. And then it would change to a new month. This says coming in October 2022. I don't know. Because, like I said, this this website has not been the best for me. But Oh, I pulled up. Um, 
it looks like they're already set for oh here's a seven inch scale oh this looks interesting this is at nika uh, big apple collectibles pre-order for 39 $37.97 37.99 pre-order item will be fulfilled when stock arrives yada 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 uh, box content, pops of popcorn, blah, 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 pre-orders. Huh. Well, I looked it up on on Amazon, and there's not even a listing, so. This is on Big Apple Collectibles website.com. The Alf figure looks pretty impressive. Well, the Princess Bride figures are really good, too. You know, I've only seen that once. That's because I made you watch it because it's an amazing film. Ah, uh, puke. You know it was a good movie. Gag. But moving on because I got a lot more news and unfortunately we've got a lot of people that passed away this week too. So, But this one is from UPI.com. Seven-year-old breaks world record for identifying DC Comics characters. March 11th, a seven-year-old comic book fan from India broke a Guinness Book World Record by identifying 60 DC Comics characters from photos in one minute. Nidhish VB took on the record at an event in Chennai and was able to name 60 DC Comics characters, including Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and The Flash from photos that scrolled by on a screen in one minute. The boy earned. Was it just DC? Was it just DC characters? Yes. The boy earned a Guinness oh. World Record, beating the previous mark of 52 characters identified in one minute. Do you think you could do it? I don't know if I could name 60 as they come up. Like, do you have to get every single one of them correct without missing one? Can you miss one but get others? Because there are several DC characters that I would not be able to name right offhand. Because they're not well, think, major characters. I think you have a lot of knowledge of DC characters. Because um, um, cause you know a lot about DC characters that I've never heard of. You know, well, when you get into the Wildstorm, if they put those in there, and the Vertigo characters, I don't know if they would put those in there. Would it just be the DC superheroes? Because I can't think of the name of what group they were in, but Apollo and Midnighter were part of a group in the Wildstorm comics and I wouldn't know the others of the group and I don't even know if I'd be able to pick Apollo out just as he flashes up on the screen. Now Midnighter I would know right away but Apollo himself I don't know. So yeah. I mean there's there's characters that I know but need reference to sometimes so I, I don't know if I could do it. I don't think I would be able to do it. I bet, um, I got a friend of mine, his name's Carlo. I bet he could name every Marvel character there is. Because he, he knows, he's out shopping, like, we'll go out to these toy stores and stuff, and these old Marvel character packages from, I mean, way back in the day, he'll go, oh, that's such, that's such, such, such. And... If they're not even in packages, he goes, "Oh, that's such 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 just that came out such such year." This da 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 da. Damn, I don't. I never heard of these people from Marvel. Yeah, but it's you're wild. not the avid connoisseur of them either. Do I? 
You're not the avid connoisseur of them either. No, I'm not. It's like the now, Transformers. If it's Michael Jackson songs and Michael Jackson albums, I could tell you all about that. <laughs> but the the Transformers back in the day, I could, I could have named every single one of them. Now, no. No, the, the new ones I don't know anything about, but Generation One, the G ones, when they come out in the eighties, I know all about those. I know them. Well, I'm talking like I don't know if I'd be able to name Jazz right offhand, Ratchet. I can. Yep. I mean, yep. and then there's others like Cosmos. I know which one he would be, but yeah. And some of the I can't remember the. Wasn't there like a? No, it was Laserbeak was the bird, but what, I don't remember any of the cassettes that ejected from the Autobot tape player, and I can't even remember what his name was. Well, see, I have um, Soundwave, I have Shockwave, I have um, uh, Blaster, which is the Autobot, that's Blaster, um, I have um, the cassettes, I have... Ravage, uh, Eject... Also- Laser beak, eject, I, I have ravage, rumble, laser beak. eject. I also have um, Optimus Prime. I have, uh, I mean, I've got Bumblebee. I've got four different versions of Bumblebee. I've got Sideswipe. I've got Red Alert. I've got Sunstreaker, the original Sunstreaker. Anyway, I got them all. So. Yeah, I, I got a bunch of them, but I've got a bunch of the GoBots, too. But... I know you've never watched the Harley Quinn animated series, and I'm sad for you that you haven't because it is a really good show. But HBO Max has announced they're doing a spinoff from the Harley Quinn animated series starring Kite Man, who was fantastic on the Harley Quinn series. I thought it was going to be King Shark because King Shark was great on on the Harley Quinn series, but Kite Man, they probably have more possibilities for. Kite. Kite man as in flying a kite? Yeah, like he has a kite on his back and glides. Oh. I was going to look that up, but that sounds uninteresting. Well, that was the whole point of putting him in the show. It's like the Condiment King. Have you ever heard of the Condiment King? No, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me about it. He literally had a gun that shot mustard and a gun that shot ketchup. That's just sad. That was the Condiment King. That's why Kite Man is in Harley Quinn, because it's a comedy, and he is a a character that's easy to play up for fun. Okay, I'm going to give in. I'm going to look up this Condiment Man. Condiment King and Kite Man. But while you're doing that, HBO Max announced another series it's a spin-off this one the spin-off of the batman whereas gotham pd is not moving forward they have officially ordered the penguin spin-off from the batman okay pause is it condiment king or condiment man condiment king okay go ahead go for it but that's just a vile looking he's in his tidy whitey Nah, it's, that's just one. There's, I mean, there's, and then look at the Suicide Squad that came out this past summer with the Polka Dot Man. I mean, there are literally 
terrible characters that can be used for so much fun in things when they try and do it. Also, this past week, DC redid the, the release dates. Most of their stuff has been pushed back. I'm not sure why the League of Super Pets got pushed back. But the others, they're saying it's due to special effects features. And James Wan came out and flat out said that it was due to the special effects that Aquaman 2 got delayed. But DC's League of Super Pets is now due out July 29th in theaters. Black Adam is due out October 12th in theaters. Shazam! Fury of the Gods got the bump ahead, so it's now releasing earlier on December 16th in theaters. Batgirl is still slated to be released on HBO Max this year. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has been pushed back to March 17th of 2023. The Flash has been pushed back to June 23rd, 2023. Blue Beetle is now due out August 18th, 2023. And then there's movies without a release date. You've got, of course, the third Wonder Woman, the Batman sequel, um, the Penguin TV series, as I spoke about, season two of Peacemaker, the Green Lantern Corps series on HBO Max, the one that I'm looking forward to, and they are currently filming, Doom Patrol season four, Titans season four, Harley Quinn season three, Young Justice Season 4 Part 2, I think, is debuting at the end of this month. Pennyworth Season 3 is due soon. Joker 2, I don't know if it's actually been cemented, but they're saying it's a release date unknown. The Ta-Nehisi Coates and J.J. Abrams Superman movie is unknown in theaters. Michael B. Jordan's Superman series is unknown for HBO Max. Static Shock film, Justice League Dark TV series for HBO Max, The Metal Men, Zatanna, The Wonder Twins movie on HBO Max, Our Man I don't think is still in development, The Untitled Arkham Show, as we talked about last week, is what the Gotham PD has turned into, and we don't know if it's going to happen or not. So, a lot of stuff coming from DC, and they should be able to start pushing through. DC also announced their Pride 2022 lineup. They're going to do the Pride Anthology in June. 100 plus pages of new content, an introduction from Nicole Maines who played Dreamer on Supergirl, and more. Young adult graphic novel Galaxy, The Prettiest Star, introduces Taylor, The Galaxy Crowned. It takes strength to live life... It takes strength to live as your true self, and one alien princess disguised as a human boy is about to test your power. Then, new comics launching during June to continue DC Pride all year. Poison Ivy to headline new Poison Ivy comic. Nubia to rule Themyscira, and Nubia Queen of the Amazons. Kid Quick returns to Earth-11 in Multiversity Teen Justice. Tim Drake's journey continues in DC Pride Tim Drake special and more to come. And I did not realize they had turned the Tim Drake Robin into LGBT. I'm not sure exactly where he falls. But this is all from DCComics.com. They've got cover art for a lot of it. And the Poison Ivy, they've got her kissing Harley Quinn. There will be... Yeah. On the cheek, but... Harley Quinn is bisexual. 
That's oh, I knew very that, established. I, was, I, was, I didn't know that about yeah. Uh, yeah. Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn have been together. That is not new. But, and you go down through here, and there's... I guess it's, yeah, it's the Pride variant of Poison Ivy, and she's got the LGBT rainbow in flowers in her hair, and it's a really good-looking cover. Um, and you go through, and Nubia Queen of the Amazons has a variant cover. The Tim Drake special has two different covers. Uh, Team Justice has two different covers. And there's one here... They've got John Kent as Superman. We know we, we discussed him coming out as bisexual. They've got him, and apparently it's a pride parade because Clark and Lois are standing there with a Superman flag with the LGBT pride colors on it. So. Well, that's interesting. That one, I do like that cover a lot. There's Robin and Batman with Double Rainbow. There's an Aquaman with the the newer Aqualad, and I called her own is his name. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming from DC for Pride, and not to be outdone, Marvel announced some Pride titles. They will also be doing a Pride anthology book, Marvel's Voices Pride 2022. But I don't know if they're going to have individual comics or just the Pride Voices, or the Voices Pride. I guess they are going to have individual con comics because it says, Here's the lineup of covers followed by a gallery. On sale June 1st, Aaron Fisher, Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, number 1. Dakin, X-Men, number 12. On sale June 8th, Valkyrie Thor, number 26. Uh, on sale June 15th, Somnus Avengers Forever, number 7. On sale June 22nd, Iceman Marauders, number 4. And on sale June 29th, Destiny Immortal X-Men, number 4. Karma New Mutants, number 27. And America Chavez Thunderbolts, number 2. So a lot of them sound like they're in the regular run, but they're still going to do Pride variants for so... If you're a fan, you better be saving up your money for June of this year. Another one that Marvel thrilled me by is they announced a new spin-off series with Thor, but it's featuring Alligator Loki. It will be 12 issues. Alligator Loki? Yep. The first issue of Alligator Loki is available now on Marvel Unlimited. What is the alligator Loki? Did you not watch the Loki show? Not all of it, no. Then you really missed out on Alligator Loki, because Alligator Loki was my favorite part of the show. You talking about the 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 five part mini series that they come out with? It was an, a series that's going to have a second season. Yeah. Alligator yeah, Loki was season. in it. That's where he debuted. Oh. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that. Well, you need to go back and watch it, because Alligator Loki was fantastic. I believe you. 
And for Schitt's Creek fans, this is from Deadline.com, Schitt's Creek star Emily Hampshire to release debut graphic novel. And it's called Amelia Airwood, Basic Witch. And let's see if it says when it's due out here. I'm seeing all kinds of stuff of what she's got coming up acting-wise, but I don't see a date listed for the graphic novel release. So, but it's from, oh, there it is, in August. From Z2 Comics in August, Amelia Airwood, The Basic Witch. Is that like, um, I guess it's, anyway... Another witch movie or another witch thing, I guess. Well, it says the graphic novel tells the story of Amelia, the least favorite daughter of L.A.'s most famous fa family of witches, the Airwoods, think the Kardashians of the witch world. She's a so-so spellcaster who would rather eat Pop-Tarts while listening to murder podcasts than be a reality TV star. So it has potential. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but I wish her well because, you know, I loved Shit's Creek. And finally, Funko announced a new board game. And this is one that I definitely want to get. It is a board game based on Rear Window, the Alfred Hitchcock film. Okay. I very much enjoyed Rear Window. I love Alfred Hitchcock's work. I like board games. Kind of see where I'm going with this. It's... It's all right there for me. But it is due out in the summer. Okay, did you have anything that you want to talk about before we talk about those we lost this week? Um, uh, was, would you want to talk a little bit about Ukraine? You're going to wait till we the, can. the next show. Um, well, um, I was wanting to talk about that, you know, McDonald's had all the restaurants closed down. And, um... The Russian state is actually putting in place of all the McDonald's restaurants a, a restaurant called Uncle Vanya, V-A-N-Y-A. Vanya. And if you look up, yeah, Vanya, if you look up the symbol, it's basically the McDonald's symbol turned sideways to make it look like a V, a v is a boy. And, and they're actually, there's a lot of groups going after McDonald's that go after them for copyright infringements. So I don't know what they can do about it being in another country since McDonald's closed down all their stores. But um, anyways, go after them. I don't, you know, go after them. Them assholes they can be using that B, that that M for their for their own. It's a, that'd be like going to what is it on on um, McDowell's instead of McDonald's from <laughs> coming to America. <laughs> so that's what it'd be like. Well, I did see a report that. Something about the businesses that shut down, Russia's going to claim ownership of or something like that. I don't know if they can do it, if it's going to happen, but I did see something to that effect. That's probably what they're doing those McDonald's restaurants, then. But, you know, Biden spoke yesterday, and as I still I understand the reasons we're not going in with the military, but I'm still very disappointed that we are not going in with the military 
us, the United Kingdom, and Canada go in there, show a force, because Ukraine's definitely holding their own, and I saw a report earlier today that the, the conservative reports from America are that over 7,000 Russian soldiers have perished. Yeah, I saw that. I was listening to that. The Russia the claims a much lower home. number, but we don't have any actual validation one way or the other. But... They're saying they're, that they're finding tanks empty from them just walking away and leaving them because they don't want to do it anymore. Well, Russia don't. The Russians don't want to do it anymore. That's good. More Russians need to do that and stop blindly following. But, you know, Biden spoke yesterday talking about the the aid that's being sent as far as financial and weapons, and they should help. One thing that I think a lot of people are going to miss because Biden didn't discuss it, and I don't know if it'll get reported as well, it was on ABC News, they were talking about that if we declared a no-fly zone over Ukraine, that there would still be no way to stop the missiles being shot from across the border. So the missiles would still be hitting. Yeah. So they can't fly them in in a no-fly zone, but they can still shoot them in, and it might intensify because of the no-fly zone. So... There, you do have to look at that fact. Also, Putin or Biden yesterday finally named Putin a war criminal. And I went and pulled it up. And this is from UN.org. International court orders Russia to, quote, immediately suspend military operations in Ukraine. This might be the key to getting countries to go in and stop Yeah. I'm hoping because the people of Ukraine have suffered more than enough. It's time to ease it up on them. And Zelensky speaking yesterday, the, the part that he spoke in English, brought tears to my eyes listening to him. Talking about, if we think of Pearl Harbor and the 9-11 attack... This is what they're going through on a daily basis. And he's right. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. And, of course, widely reported, the, the theater that was housing children and written in Russia on the ground in front of the theater and behind the theater, children in Russian, and Russia still bombed that theater with the children inside. They held... Patients and healthcare workers hostage in a hospital. They have bombed schools, children's hospitals, hospitals. I mean, there's nothing sacred to them in this. And all those, all those people will go straight to hell for doing all that. Everybody. Well, it's if the UN decides that it's time to go in, and hopefully they will. I'm going to read some of this article. It says, By a vote of 13 to 2, with Vice President Kirill Gavorgian of Russia and Judge Zhu Hankin of China dissenting, 
the ICJ ruled that Russia shall immediately suspend the military operations that it commenced on, Jan on the 24th of February. The court's ruling, the first such verdict handed down by the world court since the Russian invasion began, is in response to a suit filed by Ukraine on 27th February, accusing Russia of manipulating the concept of genocide to justify its military aggression. Although the ICJ's verdicts are binding, news reports questioned whether Moscow would, would abide by the ruling, and the court has no direct means of enforcing them. In a tweet shortly after the ruling, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said that the majority decision fully reinforces my repeated appeals for peace. So, not extremely promising there that they can't do anything other than the ruling, but that ruling, like I said, may give way for other countries' militaries to actually go in and stop this. Yeah. So, hopefully, we can bring some kind of peace to, the, to Ukraine and end this horrible nightmare they're going through. And, in response, I've got to give it to Netflix, even though I've got a lot of issues with Netflix and their price gouging and all that, but... We gotta talk about that. They they did add back Zelensky's sitcom that he was in. So if you want to watch the Ukrainian sitcom that Zelensky starred in, it is back on Netflix now. Yeah, I just got the notification that they're going to be going up to nineteen ninety nine a month. I'm going to discontinue some of my streaming services because I cannot afford all what I'm paying for right now. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not. Whoa. I'm paying. I'm paying for Hulu. I'm paying for um, Disney. I'm paying for that. Um, I'm paying for Amazon. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm cutting. I'm gonna probably cut off everyone up except for Netflix. Everyone up. Nah. See, Netflix doesn't have enough to make me want to pay for it. Well, see, there's some shows that I really enjoy on there right now. Is Better Call Saul? I'm like, like loving that. And the new Charmed series. There's there's some series that I'm watching on there. Uh, so Charmed is on CW. The new Charmed. Yep. New episodes. So, if you get caught up with it on there fast enough, you can possibly see all the episodes on the CW on there at, yeah, for free I, with but, ads. Have I got to pay for that? CW is free with ads. Free with ads. I can deal with that. So, but, but, yeah, the, but Hulu, I'm getting rid of. I'm getting rid of. Um, well, actually, no. I think I got. I think I've got um, Disney for free because I got a, just got a new phone. So, the Verizon gives you a year free for Disney when you get a new phone. But I'm definitely getting rid of Hulu, and I'm definitely getting rid of um, Amazon. Amazon. I don't use Amazon Prime. I don't. I don't do it. I don't yeah, use it. I don't use Amazon Prime. I, I'll do the free deal when they give it, and then after that free deal runs out, I'll quit. And like this last one, I had a free month of Amazon Prime. I used it one time for free shipping. See, uh, they also give you that television to watch for free, and I don't ever use that to watch. I don't ever use it. Yeah, I don't really watch anything on there. I've, I've meant to get back to the boys and still haven't 
Now, in, Invincible, I do like it, and I want to watch it, but but no, overall, and did you see what Netflix is now testing? Mm, no. They are going to test charging people for sharing their passwords. Okay. So, like, say you had Netflix and I was sharing from you, you could be charged because I was sharing from you. How do they know that? I guess location. But here's the issue. Well, if you got two different houses. That's that's what I was gonna say. If if you're a broken home, like mother and father have separated, they're using one account. The kids live at both houses, use the same account in both houses. Should they be charged for sharing the password with another house Wait, when it's the same family? Yeah, how would they know that? that that's, 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 that's just asinine. How would they know that? Another thing to look at, suppose your kid's off at college. Does your kid have yeah. to get a whole new subscription? Or can they not use yours? So it's there's some some issues that they're not looking into, I don't think. And then there's also the fact that it's probably not going to increase their subscription. It might end up hurting it in the long run because people will be like, well, let's see what we've got with all these other streamers and decide to step away from Netflix because of what they're charging. Because... Currently, I believe Netflix is the single most expensive service out there. It's horrible. I pay. I just got a notification on my phone today that they billed me, and it was for nineteen something a month. And then I got a notification when I signed in to to watch the rest of that show this this evening uh, before we went on the air, and it said your bill will be going up to nineteen ninety nine a month in April. And the that's other bull, that's bullshit. The other question is if they're going to charge for sharing passwords, are they going to stop providing free Netflix service through cell phones? Because T-Mobile gives free uh, free ex- access to Netflix. I honestly think that Netflix is getting too big for their bridges. They are. Like I said, I, I think it's going to be a, a thing that bites them in the butt instead of increasing their revenue. How many subscribers? I wonder if they have. I want to look that up. Right Probably now. more than anybody else. But they have the advantage if they were there yeah. first. Everybody else came along later. And another thing that's going to hurt Netflix, all these free streamers that are out there. Yeah, you have to watch ads with them. But you've got Peacock that has a lot of free content. Tubi, which is completely free. Crackle, which is completely free. Pluto TV, which is completely free. The Roku channel, which is completely free. So, you have lots of options aside from Netflix, even though Netflix has original programming. People will look for something that's free compared to it because they don't want to pay all that. Okay, now check this out. Um, Netflix has had its lowest year subscriber since 2015. And that's uh, so far, that was an article put out in January of 2022. Um... Just take a wild stab. How many people? How many millions? Sixty. So you're nowhere near it. 
I was thinking 600, but I'm like, is it worldwide or? They have about 222 million subscribers. Is that worldwide or U.S.? Uh, Hold on, let me pick globally. Globally, 222 million. Yeah. Okay. So... I'm wondering if it is about 60 million in the U.S. because that's what I was going for. See if it comes up real quick before we move on. That's 4.44 billion dollars a year in subscriber fees. Well, what did did you see? What the U.S. subscriber rate is? Domestic, domestic 75 million. So I was not far off. Like I said, my 60 million was a U.S. estimate. So. Hold on, it says 75 million U.S. and Canada subscribers. So I'm guessing. Yeah. Do that in one market. So. So in the U.S. alone, it might be 60 million. It might be, yeah. But. But with that, we will move on to those we lost this week. First up is from KIRO7.com. Bobby Nelson, Willie Nelson's sister, has passed away at the age of 91. She was the older sister of Willie Nelson. I don't know he had a sister. I did not either. But it said, in a statement posted to her brother's official Facebook account Thursday, relatives said the elder Nelson, quote, passed away this morning peacefully and surrounded by family. And... It's never a good time for somebody to pass away, but 91 is a good life. So at least she had that. Next up, another one that I was not familiar with, but I'm sure she was in the show with the Braxtons. Yeah, Braxton Family Values. Singer Tracy Braxton dies at 50. According to this is from CBSNews.com. According to reports, Tracy Braxton had been fighting esophageal cancer. Oh shit! So that's what I had. And so you have firsthand knowledge of not being fun going through that. No, that was hell. That was pure hell on me. And I think I can speak for you. We both love Tony Braxton immensely woman was a phenomenal songstress. I don't know about her acting. I don't know if I ever saw any of her acting, and I never cared to watch the reality show. But Tony Braxton could belt out a tune. I saw her in concert with Kenny G. She was amazing. I've never seen her live, but I know her music was incomparable, to say the least. But our... Our thoughts are with Tony and her family and, of course, the fans and friends of of Tracy Braxton. Also, this past week, this is from UPI.com, Charles Entenman of Bakery fame dies at 92. It says, Charlie Entenman died of heart complications February 24th in Hialeah, Florida and was laid to rest in East Quogue, New York, on Friday, his son Charles William Entenman told Newsday. Uh, 
Have you been a fan of the Intamin's food? Do I know? Were you a fan of the Intamin's food? I love Intamin's. Uh, they definitely have some fantastic snack cakes. So. And now's where we start getting some heavy hitters. First up, I kept seeing it on on Twitter. People just posting right and left about his passing. And of course, I was not watching Sesame Street much for the last 45 years. So I don't really remember Emilio Delgado. But he played Luis on Sesame Street for 45 years. He has passed away. This is from abcnews.com. Emilio Delgado, the actor and singer for who for 45 years was a warm and familiar presence in children's lives and a rare Latino face on American television as fix-it shop owner Luis on Sesame Street died Thursday. His wife Carol Delgado told the Associated Press that Emilio Delgado died from the blood cancer multiple myeloma at their home in New York. He was 81. And I don't know if you saw it, but the picture I saw constantly on Twitter was his guitar on the stand at the top of the steps in front of the door. Yeah. And it's it's a very powerful image, and like I said, I was not familiar with him at all. I don't remember him being on the show, because I didn't really go back to it after I stopped watching it as a kid, but that image was very powerful, and it was shared a lot. Of course, you and I tweeted, or not tweeted, but texted about it earlier this week. Scott Hall had three heart attacks that were apparently caused by a blood clot that came loose from his hip surgery. Apparently he fell a few weeks ago, and this is from msn.com. Hall reportedly suffered a broken hip in a fall earlier this month and underwent surgery. Wade Killer of PW Torch reported that an issue involving blood clots resulted in Hall having three heart attacks and being placed on life support in Marietta, Georgia over the weekend. And Kevin Nash had posted that they were waiting on the family to come and end life support for Scott Hall. I think it was, was it Monday or Tuesday when that was posted. I think it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. And, of course, later on that evening, Scott Hall did succumb and passed away at the age of 63. And it's it's sad because he had suffered addiction really bad, and we all know about his struggles with that. Overcame it, fought his way back to sobriety, got himself back in shape, and then had a fall, broken his hip, and the surgery ended up leaving a blood clot, which came loose and caused three heart attacks. So, also this past week, this is from MeTV.com. R.I.P. Conrad Janis, Mork and Mindy actor and accomplished musician. His career started on Broadway at 13 and continued for the next seven decades. He was born on February 11th, 1928. Of course, 
he is absolutely best known for playing the father of Mindy on Mork and Mindy. Mindy, of course, played by Pam Dauber. He had roles on The Golden Girls, which I'm sure that you will remember it if you remember the the dance competition where they were all three in the dance competition and then Rose ended up doing the the flips by herself because yeah, the, the partner she that. had yeah. couldn't keep up with her. And but it says he was on Cannon, The Waltons, The Jeffersons, Maud, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy, Mama's Family, St. Elsewhere, Remington Steel, Highway to Heaven, and The Golden Girls. He appeared he continued to appear on screens big and small for years, popping up in Diagnosis Murder, Frasier, and the Jim Carrey movie The Cable Guy. He passed away this month at the age of ninety-four. And if you want to watch any of the old Mork and Mindy shows, they do run them on Pluto TV as part of the Happy Days channel. So. Love Mork and Mindy. Love that show. I, I remember watching that when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I watched the reruns many times as a kid, too. Watched it as it aired in regular episodes and watched the reruns. And finally, The Hollywood Reporter brings us this story. William Hurt, star of Body Heat, Kiss of the Spider Woman, and Broadcast News, dies at 71. William Hurt, the exacting Oscar winner who dominated a decade as few other actors have done with his turns in the 1980s classics Body Heat, Kiss of the Spider Woman, Children of a Lesser, Lesser God, and Broadcast News has died. He was 71. said, Hurt died Sunday morning at his home in Portland, Oregon. One of his three sons, Will, told The Hollywood Reporter he did not divulge the cause of death. But for comic book fans, you may best know William Hurt as General Thunderbolt Ross in the Incredible Hulk movie. But huge body of work that he was in. It says he was in class with Christopher Reeve. And Christopher Reeve, his former classmate at the Juilliard School, had turned down his part, which was for body heat. That kind of surprises me, because I don't think Christopher Reeve would have been 71 at this point. I think he was still early 60s if he had lived. I might be wrong, but... So, William Hurt apparently got a little bit of a late start in the acting school. But, but yeah, if you if you get the chance, check out some of his films. A lot of good stuff that William Hurt brought us, and definitely a true talent there. And with that, we are through the first part of the show. We will be back. We'll be reviewing... The Atom Project from Netflix, and I'm drawing a blank. What was the other? Oh, The Kingsman. The Kingsman. Which is on HBO Max and Hulu currently. So stay tuned, everybody. Welcome back. First up, let's do, as always, the top ten films of the past weekend. This is from BoxOfficeMojo.com. Holding at number 10, nine weeks in release, Scream. 
almost eighty-one million dollars to date. Down from. I don't know because this is the just the domestic chart. Go ahead. From down from seven to nine after six weeks and fifty-six and a quarter million dollars. Jackass forever. Down from six to eight. Sing two. It's twelfth week in release. Almost a hundred and fifty-six million dollars. Opening at number seven is a foreign film, and I'm apologizing in advance for getting this name incorrect. Rade Shyam, $1.86 million its opening weekend. Down from five to six is Death on the Nile. After five weeks, almost forty and three quarter million dollars. And that is coming to HBO Max and Hulu at the end of the month. Down from four to five after thirteen weeks. Spider-Man No Way Home, $792,261,001. Down from three to four is Dog with Channing Tatum, over $5 million in its fourth weekend to bring it to over $47.5 million. Opening at number three, BTS Permission to Dance on Stage, Soul Live Viewing, almost $7 million. And the top two did not change. Number two, Uncharted, fourth week in release, $113,358,467. And for the second week, The Batman, $66.5 for a total of $239,032,047. And I do know The Batman has now crossed $500 million worldwide. Dang. It's actually doing better than I thought it would be doing. I gotta admit it. But the Batman? Yeah. I knew the Batman would do well. It's surprising me that it's doing as well as it is in a pandemic, but... Which, by the way, the numbers are going up on the pandemic. Stay safe. Worldwide, here it is, Batman's got $505.7 million worldwide. Scream at number five here for worldwide, it's $139,514,000. That's pretty good for a $20 million film. So... $81 $81 million in the U.S. and almost $60 million in the rest of the world. For a $20 million film, no wonder they're making another one. And good for them. It was really good, and it's now available on Par- on yeah, Paramount Plus, so that's going to hurt the box office even more, but it's more than made its money, so there you go. I don't see Spider-Man nowhere on here. It was number five. No, I'm looking at oh, box worldwide? office. Worldwide box office here. I don't know. I know it's well over a billion. It has. I don't know if it's gotten any higher. I know it hit sixth highest grossing film of all time. If you adjust it for inflation, it's going to drop drastically. But and another thing, the Batman had going against it, the probably the largest theater chain in America, if not the world was charging extra on every ticket for the Batman. So. I think that's shitty. Yeah. And it's probably going to continue to happen. But the Batman probably would have made more money if it hadn't been the extra dollar fifty cent per ticket. But with that... We will review our movies. First up, I'm going to do The King's Man, which Paul picked. 
IMDb. It's one, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man's 1.78 billion worldwide right now. IMDb lists The King's Man at 6.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter has it 42%. Audience score 80%. And it has Best Buy on Google 4.7 out of 5. Paul, you picked it, so I'm going to go ahead and let you talk about it. Okay, The King's Man. Um, I'm trying to bring that up myself. There it is. Um, this is kind of a prequel to the Kingsman uh, films. If you've seen any of the Kingsman films, it's kind of like a British ser- British um, Secret Service type agency, um, kind of like a spy agency who, um, kind of like 007-ish, but it's on steroids. Well, this is uh, also basically what, what it's the origin story of the Kingsman group. Well, that's what I said. It's a prequel to it. You said yeah. it's kind of. It's it's actually well, flat out the the origin story. Do you ever notice? I'm going to kind of interject with you. Do you ever notice you say Paul take it away, but you interject every fucking thing I say because you say it wrong. Well, anyways, let let me finish. This was an amazing film. I really enjoyed it. In fact, I watched it twice this past weekend. Um, I love a good action movie. Um, there's a lot of good actors in it. Um, Ralph Fiennes is in it. Uh, uh, it's, uh, oh, hold on. I phone did something. Uh, oh, God, I'm going to, I'm just going to butcher his name. Jamon Hansu? Jamon Hansu. Yeah. Uh, love him. Love him in it. Um, Charles Dance. Love him. There's, there's a lot of great actors in here. So, um, I'll have wonderful parts. Um, it's, uh, basically, uh, do you know the gentleman who played, let's see here, um, uh, let's see here, Conrad, let's see, what's his name? The monk, the, 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 the wild monk, what's his name? Rasputin. Rasputin. Do you know the story behind Rasputin? One of my I, friends is a historian. I, I looked up a little bit when we were when I was watching it because I had no clue that Rasputin was bisexual. I had no clue about that either, and he was. And did you know that whenever they did his autopsy, the guy who the person who did the autopsy cut off his penis and put it in a jar? No, that I did not find. That's how sexual the man is, that his penis was stored in a jar, and you can actually look up pictures of it. Well, let me get you right on that. You can see pictures of Rasputin's penis, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, it's 12 inches long. Paul's just a little yeah, bit more obsessed than he should be there. Well, I didn't know this. One of my friends, I said, he knows everything about history. He said the Rasputin was like this wild, ravaged, sexual being back then. He's like, he was crazy. He had to have boys when he wanted to sleep with everyone coming and going. I was like, damn, I didn't know that. And I'm surprised they used Rasputin in this movie. But anyways, it's a very good, entertaining movie. It did what it was supposed to do. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and at the very end of the movie, I ain't going to say what it does. But anyways, it's a very good movie. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Well, it's, it's set leading into World War One, and yeah. shows the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. 
and that's where the story really picks up. It's kind of slow up until that point. When they get into that and start bringing in all the history, it gets a whole lot better. And I did, I was behind on these films, so I went back and watched The Kingsman and the Golden Circle over the weekend, and then I watched this one. I will say, this was, to me, the weakest of the three. Still very enjoyable, but it's the weakest story of the three. Did you feel the same way, or did you find it different? It wasn't as action-packed as the other movies are, um, by far. And but I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked seeing Channing Tatum and the, the, the Golden Circle. That was good seeing him in that. Which he's in a movie with Sandra Bullock coming out that's getting really good reviews out of South by Southwest Festival. Um, I think I've seen the advertisement for that. It's and I've seen the interview. I've seen. Uh, I've seen where um, Sandra Bullock is talking about it, like um, like in, like on a YouTube ad or something like that for it. It's it's called the Lost City, and it's coming out March twenty fifth. So yeah, but like I said, Sandra Bullock, love her, so I'm gonna watch it. But as far as this one, I think part of it is they didn't have all the gadgets. And oh yeah, the Golden Circle. I don't care what anybody says. The best part of the Golden Circle was Elton John. Like, hands down, he was hilarious in that movie. And he's kind of a... Kind of hateful a lot of times I've seen from the things he said. But he's just pure joy on the screen in that movie. And he... Absolutely like how, stole the golden circle for me. I like how he is kind of like their entertainment puppet <laughs> in that movie. Well, the one of the shocks was in the trench, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm I mean, not gonna, I would write, when that happened, I was like, <gasps> not going to say what it is, but that was there's something very shocking in the scene inside the trench. And Even my friends that was watching it with me all gasped. You absolutely happened. do not see it coming. You know what's building, but you do not see it coming. No. And that's all no. I'm going to say about that. But the, I'm wondering if the the video of Matahari and the president was real. I did not look it up well. The film, not the video, because of when it was, but. I'm kind of doubting. I th- I'm, I'm betting that's uh, added for the story and not actually history. I don't know. It kind of looked real to me. Well, it just seems really far-fetched for something that was destroyed and you don't yeah. know much about to all of a sudden be a part of this movie. I mean, it's possible, but I just to me that seemed like it was just too outlandish to be real, and it may have been. But. You know what I liked about you know, okay let's let's fast forward to it. I didn't like okay I know what you're gonna say I don't like the the what he did with the goat the guy did with the goat I don't like that but fast forward to the end the goat got him back but the I will say 
the completely unbelievable scenes at the end with the lift and the battles. I mean, they yeah, are completely was... unbelievable, but they did it to where you believed it. Like, it yeah. actually was pulled off. Like, this really would happen, even though there's no way that could have been the case. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was cute. The way they, like, parachuted it in. And, yeah. All of that. Uh, I mean, was... none of it is believable. But when you're watching this movie, you believe it. So they, yeah. they did a really good job on that. Of course, the, the cinematography great the effects oh, yeah. looked really good in this movie you couldn't really tell they were effects now not saying five ten years down the road you go back and watch it like look back at spider-man and some of the effects that don't hold up on it now and i'm talking toby mcguire spider-man because you go back and watch them some of those effects are really bad now comparatively but yeah, these looked the, really I've, good i've caught myself thinking that whenever i watched the first spider-man from toby mcguire and i'm like uh, that's kind of, uh, you know, so. I mean, I remember watching the first Spider-Man and Peter Parker climbing the wall never really looked good. But everything yeah. else looked really good. And now the effects are a little bit dated. Some of them don't hold up as well besides the walking up the wall. But that's what I'm saying with this one. They look great. Five, ten years down the road, they may not look as good. But that's because of technology like the, constantly evolving and getting better effects. It, it's like the dude, he's hanging on the side of the, of the ice wall. And that goat's right there in his face, licking his face. And it's like he's like stuck in between like this. And all of a sudden the goat starts going up the wall like this. And I'm like, that is so cool. You know? And yeah. then he starts trying to go up. And then at, when he eventually jumps up there, he jumps on the back of that one goat's back. And then jumps up on top of that. I'm like, dude, he really literally used the back of that goat as a springboard. So, anyway, it was, it was cool. And like I said, completely unbelievable, but it's done so well that you believe it. Yeah. So, and if you're a history buff, I think you're really going to enjoy it, especially if you're a World War One history buff. Yeah, there's a lot of fiction in there, but there's some real truths, too. And we discussed the, yeah. the whole thing with Rasputin and... I'm going to have to take time just to actually learn about him to see. And, I mean, there's a bunch of trivia. I'm not even reading any of the stuff. But there's a lot of trivia on this movie on imdb.com. I just don't have time to read through it as we're talking about it. So if you want to look up the trivia, lots of stuff there. And I'm sure the goofs are probably quite extensive, too. Because, you know, the goofs will include historic inaccuracies. So, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely an enjoyable film. I would suggest watching it. Do you want to, do you have anything more to talk about it? Or, yeah, I didn't need to see that, Paul. <laughs> Paul over there showing the, the Rasputin's penis on the phone to me. Yeah, there under the goofs there are factual errors listed. So 
if you want to find out what they got wrong, you can go to IMDb and watch that. And I knew, like, this one that just, I saw it, it says, The assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand depicts Gavrilo Princip both throwing the first bomb and then shooting the Archduke and his wife. In reality, these were done by different people. There were three conspirators, and by when Princip did the shooting, the first accomplice had already been captured. However, this is likely to be a deliberate mistake by the filmmakers. And this was just recently featured in Legends of Tomorrow, the DC show on CW, where they were trying to stop the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. And they had to stop the three different assassins. So even if you're not familiar with history, you already knew there were some errors there. But like I said, it's done in a way that you believe it, even though you know it's a fictional telling and the historical accuracies are not meant to be accurate. So they they intentionally changed it for the story and they had to make it work and it did. But you wanna do you wanna do your rating or you want me to go first? You go ahead and do it. Okay. Like I said, it was I enjoyed this a lot. It's my to me the weakest of the three Kingsmen movies. But it's still really good, really well done. The cast, phenomenal. I mean, you got Ray Fiennes, who is the absolute star of it. You've got Gemma Arterton, and I promise I'm not getting this name right. Reese Ephens, Jamon Hansu is always fantastic. Matthew Good. I mean, there's a lot of really talented actors in this film, and they they pull it off very well. Gemma Arterton is probably one of the strongest characters in the entire movie is Polly. She really held her own in this film. But overall, I really liked it. I'm going to go three and a quarter. I'm going to go similar with you. I'm going to stick there a little step higher. We're going to go 3.5. And as we said, this movie is available on HBO Max and Hulu with a subscription. Or you can buy it or rent it digitally or on Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K. Next up is the Netflix original film, The Atom Project, starring Ryan Reynolds. Rotten Tomatoes, 68% on the tomato meter, 78% audience score, IMDb, 6.8 out of 10, and Google lists Common Sense Media having it at 4 out of 5. Another huge cast to this, well, not huge, huge, but very familiar names. Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, Zoe Saldana, Catherine Keener. The The gist of the story is Ryan Reynolds is going back in time to escape the things of the future, ends up teaming up with his 12-year-old self, and... The adventure continues from there. I am wondering, because they stayed at, was it Three Pines Lodge? There's something Pines. Shady Pines? It's something Pines. Some, they look like a mountain Pines. And, it looked like an M or something like that. And when I saw that, and being that this is a time travel movie, my question, was that an homage to Back to the Future. 
Because, you know, they have the twin pines, then it became the lone pine when he ran over the pine. It kind of reminded me of, um, you've seen Supernatural. Yeah. How they stay in all those cheesy motels. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Well, the, the name, having pines in the name, just immediately well, set my mind to back to the, the future. Let's see if that's in those, um, you know, in the, in the trivia. I'm not seeing it in the regular, and I don't think it would be in the... The name of the dog, Hawking, continues the pattern of Doc, Doc Brown's dogs in Back to the Future. Copernicus in 1955, Einstein in 1985, all named for scientists. So, I would say... I bet it does. I would say it does. probably an intentional... But I don't see anything about pines in the trivia. So... Mark Ruffalo and um, and uh, Ryan back together on the screen together. I really enjoyed that. And Jennifer Garner with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, I really enjoyed seeing him. Uh, uh, Ryan has such a he kind of reminds me of um, Tony Stark's acting. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s acting. Uh, because Robert Downey Jr. Didn't, never did really have a script. They gave him an idea and told him to run with it. He basically ad-libbed every one of his lines. So um, uh, that's just how great of an actor he is. So that kind of reminded me of the way Ryan is doing with this with this show, with this movie. Uh, he he kind of like, he just let it roll off his tongue like it was real. And whenever the little, whenever his younger self was schooling him at the picnic table, at the at the Pines uh, Hotel, I'm like, damn, he's laying the smack that on him. And he's like, yeah, I like that. I asked his younger self, he goes, how did you get to be so smart? And he looked at him and says, how do you get to be so dumb? <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, it it also reminded me a bit of the astronaut's wife. I don't know if you ever. Or not the astronaut's wife, the time traveler's wife. I, I don't. Or was it the time traveler? It was I Eric Bana was the time traveler. And I don't recall seeing that. It was he ends up going back and interacting with his young self. And I was just thinking, you know, how would it be if it was possible that I was actually thinking that, like, how could it be that I could travel back in time? And go back to my eight-year-old, nine-year-old self and talk to him. What would I say? What would I say to him? How would we react to each other? And it was the time traveler's wife that I was talking about. It's actually on HBO Max now. So anybody out there wants to watch it and see what I'm talking about. Similarly, you know, going back in time and talking to your younger self. What would be the one thing you would tell your younger self at nine years old if you could go back in time and tell them something? The the question is, would you be able to tell yourself and make them believe it? Well, just saying, let's just, just say you can. Just like what he did. He, he finally convinced him, like, I'm you as I'm older. So, and you're having a conversation with yourself. What would you tell yourself? See, that, that's a tough question because 
if you change any one thing, everything in your life changes. It could possibly change the total outcome, yeah. And, yeah, there are things about my life that I would like to have changed and made different, but there are also things in my life that I would never have wanted to change. So... There's, there's one thing I would do to change. I would convince myself to go to the military. Because that's what I wanted to do when I graduated high school. I wanted to go to the military. I wanted to go to the Army so bad, but my mom and dad wouldn't let me do it. They say that they would... My mom and dad told me that they would, and, you know, out of here for listens this, but you probably won't, um, that they would disown me, and they would never speak to me again if I went to the military. Well, so I did. The only thing I can think of... Do you know of... how much my life would be different right now? Do you know how my life... I'd be, would, I could be already retired already by now. But, anyways. The, the only thing that right I now. can think of is maybe avoid a certain friend that I used to have who shares birthday with you. And that's all I'm going to oh, say about that. Yeah. That that was... That was a lot of problems. That would be the only... That would be the only thing you would say to your your young self? That, well, I mean, really? I, there are other things like, of course, we all think, well, what would you buy? What would you, what kind of stocks? All oh, that. I don't care about that. And lottery numbers and, I mean, there's all that kind of thing. But, again, anything you change could eliminate everything that you ended up with. Have a ripple in time. Yeah, so, so I like how uh, towards uh, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about how it kind of ended. Because, um, I mean, this is a free movie, everybody can watch it. It's like they got to go watch it on the big screen. But it's kind of like they all went back to their own time places in time. So I like that. I like how they just like <laughs> went back to their own spots in time. But anyway, it's a very good film. It made you think. And I like that, how it makes you think. Uh, this one, and it made me think. I, I was just looking at Google here for a second. I've got Adam Project pulled up, and it says, People ask, is the Adam pa- Project part of Marvel? It's like, where are you getting that? Where? What part of this do you think is Marvel? I now, guess because it has Mark Ruffalo in it. I like will it. say, which Paul may not realize, Kingsman is based on a Marvel comic. Huh? Yes. I wonder if that's the reason why they're asking that. Well, this has nothing to do with Kingsman, though, so... I mean, no shared actors. Oh, yeah, I guess that's so, true. I, I mean, guess because it's Ryan Marvel Reynolds in it, and they head. think everything that he's in now is part of Marvel, but... <laughs> well, Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo, and even Jennifer Garner and Zoe Saldana have all appeared in Marvel films. That's probably why they're thinking it is. So, I guess. And that's the only thing I can come up with. There's another one. Who is the woman in the Adam Project? There's multiple women in the Adam Project. What happens in the Adam Project? Watch it and find out. Watch the movie, you dumb twit. The, the fourth question on the list is the only legitimate question on there. Who is the kid in the Adam Project? Now, I'm talking about the one, the nine-year-old. That was a cute kid. 
the, you mean the twelve year old? Yeah, his twelve year old self. But that one that's a legitimate question of these. Like, is the Atom Project part of Marvel? What happens in the Atom Project? Who is the woman in the Atom Project? Who is the kid in the Atom Project? That's the only one that I see of merit in those questions. But I don't know if you saw it. This film streamed at over 92 million hours when it premiered. Really? So. I know it's one of, um, let's see, I'm going to go in and check to see where it's at right now. Oh, I'm sure it's still oh, number one. God. It zoomed to the I top. Oh, yeah, and I saw a lot of people on Facebook talking about it. And let's face it, it's Ryan Reynolds, so 20 years ago, Ryan Reynolds wouldn't have had the poll, but, and you know, there's one film, and I don't know if it's available anywhere, uh, I'm going to look it up, that Ryan Reynolds the did. project is still number one on Netflix. But Ryan Reynolds did a film years ago, it's in 2002, it's called Buying the Cow. He was not the main star, Jerry O'Connell was. I absolutely loved that movie. Thought it was hilarious. I've made other people watch it that they ended up enjoying it. And nobody knows about this movie. It's like, you're missing out on a great Ryan Reynolds film there. I mean, the, the ratings wouldn't tell you so. 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 3 out of 5 on Barnes & Noble, 3.2 out of 5 on DVD Netflix. But Google users... 77% liked this movie. And that one was 20 years ago where Ryan Reynolds was not well known. Ryan Reynolds appeared on an yeah. episode of The X-Files. Ryan Reynolds was in a show two, two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place that ended up becoming Two Guys and a Girl when they dropped the pizza place out of the show. But back in those days, Ryan Reynolds couldn't have pulled the numbers that he's pulling now. But... After having appeared in a few pretty major successful films, and then doing Deadpool, he is a household name and well-loved, where he should have been all along. And that's one of the things, too, though, is Deadpool is kind of an extension like of his personality. So it's still played the same in The Atom Project. I still think of that part where... Uh Ryan Reynolds and uh, Betty White go after a little bit and he calls her an old bitch and all this other stuff. <laughs> Here comes along Sandra Bullock going, who are you? No one knows who you are. Shut up. Blah, blah, blah. I said, everyone knows who Betty White is. Everyone knows who Sandra Bullock is. No one knows who you are. <laughs> the reason why they're going to be seeing this is because of us. Not because of you. <laughs> when Betty White asks for a cup of coffee, you get her a cup of coffee. Yes, yes, that was so cute. <laughs> she was just going off on him. No one knows who you are. <laughs> but, and that's, that's like I said, the Ryan Reynolds, I think it's more an extension of his personality. With... Because his character here, his character in Deadpool, they all seem to be along the same lines as what yeah, he actually comes like across. Same so, back and forth, yeah. these aren't his best acting, but if you go back and you watch the film Woman in Gold, 
fantastic film that again not much mention of and it's a drama that ryan reynolds was in and he's a completely different character in that movie so he has proven he can do something other than the same kind of character all the time but the same kind of character is what we all love which is why he keeps doing it yeah so with that he's a good actor i really enjoy him do you have anything more or do you want to go ahead and rate it Okay, go ahead and rate it then. I'm going to give this, Chris, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give it a four. I really enjoyed this film. And that comes after you were upset that I was picking this film. Remember that? I remember that. Anyways, I really enjoyed the film. It poured on a little bit of heartstrings on me. It did. Um, there were some parts that really got to me. So, but anyways, um, about being able to go back and talk to, you know, your mother, um, your father. Um, anyways, the scene in the bar was, that was pretty significant. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, it's a good film. I enjoyed it. Are uh, able to watch it again? Most definitely. Okay. And there was there was one question that they ended up resolving without resolving it, because I thought I won't say what it was, but I thought something happened, and it was caused by the villain of the film, but they they never did mention it, so it kind of resolved itself. It it wasn't a, fa- a thing, but my only real problem with this film was is predictable. Like you pretty much knew everything that was going to happen. Does it take away from the enjoyment? No, because there's it's mostly comedy. There's some sci-fi action in it. The The whole deal with the lightsaber, one, started out as humor, two, was pretty cool to watch. So, I want one of those. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're going to happen or not, so there you go. It's from the future. The future? That's right, the future, Andy. All the way to the year 2000. You remember when Conan O'Brien used to do that on his show? Yes. Even even well after the year 2000, they were talking about the things that were going to happen in the future of the year 2000. This is good stuff. You know what? If you don't want to know what happens in the future, watch watch um, The Simpsons. They pretty much hit everything on the nail head. Yeah, but which parts are real and which parts won't be? There's there's your thing. But so far, a lot of their stuff that they put in their episodes has happened. <laughs> uh, I want to see the the Futurama come true where all these frozen heads are on different things in the jar. Yeah, like President President Nixon. Yeah. Get, get the heads president with the jars Nixon's, in them. Or the jars with the heads Nixon in them. The president again? That's what I want to see happen. But yeah, like I said, it's it's predictable, very enjoyable. The the effects again, very well done. This I think would have done well in the theaters. Yeah, so, but it didn't really get in theaters. I don't know why it didn't go to theaters. It's, well, Netflix commissioned it, so that's part of it. But Netflix is also listed as who did The Hitman's Wife with Ryan Reynolds, and it went to theaters long before it hit Netflix. So they could put these things out in theaters and make more money that way and then bring them to Netflix, but I, I don't know. I know they have to have 
the reason for people to subscribe with their exclusives, but the library of content's also going to keep people subscribing, so... But, but overall, I'm going to give it a three and a quarter as well. I really enjoyed it, but the predictability kind of brings it down as far as a legitimate grade. And with that, we are out. So next week, we will be reviewing at least the first episode of DMZ, which premiered today on HBO Max, starring Rosario Dawson and Benjamin Bratt, and based on the comics from DC. And well, before we go, you, I guess you saw where China's on lockdown again. Yeah, that's what I was saying, was cases are rising. And that's, that's now just not China. Globally, cases are starting to rise again. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, they they eased restrictions everywhere. And with the easing of restrictions came the masks going away. I still wear my mask everywhere I go. I don't trust people. But... I got a friend of mine who has to wear a mask because she refuses to get the shot. And I know several people like that, and I still don't understand it. You don't know what's in it. Well, I don't know what's in Tylenol, but I know that it works because it's been proven. Just That's like what, the that vaccine. That was my message to her. I said, I don't know what's in the toothpaste that I brush my teeth with, but I brush it. Oh. And I love the people yeah, who I mean, say, well, well, who determined it? What... What's their agenda? What are they after? Um, the CDC and they're after making everybody healthy? Hey, that's, that's a terrible stupid. agenda. I don't want to talk about the stupidity of them people anymore. So, anyways. But, as always, Paul will pick something next week. Kind of last minute, as always. But Of course. I'm definitely picking DMZ, because, again... Based on DC Hold Comics. On. I think I saw something on Netflix that I wanted to see. Because it's one of their top movies there. Um, well, I there's, just make a, there's a lot of now. stuff coming. Because at the end of the month, you know, I said the Death on the Nile is coming to HBO Max and Hulu. Also, at the end of the month, Moon Knight is premiering on Disney+. Plus. So, March has actually given us quite a few good new things to review. Uh-huh. Um, what's this? I was want, okay, no, I won't say nothing right now, but I'll, I'll let you know later. Okay. So. Uh, any final words, Paul? Take care, be safe, be well. And with that, let's go ahead and close up shop. Till next week, goodbye everybody. <laughs>